0: Telemedicine is on the rise, and even traditional medical practices are looking to remote care as a way to expand the services to their patients. But telemedicine can bring new risks and intricacies to your practice that need to be addressed and covered appropriately. In today's episode, we're going to talk about malpractice insurance considerations for telemedicine and give you five tips to help you obtain the coverage you need to protect your practice in the years ahead. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance in providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. Just a quick reminder before we jump in, we are here to provide general information on medical malpractice insurance and related topics, but not specific legal or insurance advice. So if you have a question about your practice or individual coverage needs, be sure to ask your agent or legal advisor or contact us at AegisMalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S Malpractice.com. We'd be happy to help. The term telemedicine refers to the remote delivery of healthcare services. This growing area of medicine allows physicians to use telecommunication and information technology systems to provide care from a distance. Patients can see a doctor for diagnosis and treatment without having to wait for an appointment, and they can consult a physician from the comfort of their own home. Hospitals and medical groups can contract with telemedicine companies to outsource cases and provide round-the-clock staffing for critical work, such as teleradiology and other specialties. But while telemedicine brings many benefits to modern medicine, it also brings new risks and legal considerations. Let's dive into five tips to help you obtain the coverage that you need for your telemedicine work. Tip number one is don't assume that your current malpractice insurance policy is sufficient. Most employed physicians malpractice insurance policies are limited in scope and duty. This means that your policy only covers you for claims related to the work that you do for that employer. If the incident that led to a complaint falls outside the scope of your job description, or falls within a policy exclusion, you may not have coverage. If you're looking to add telemedicine to your current policy, talk to your malpractice insurance agent to find out if you can add coverage to your current policy, or if you need to secure separate insurance. If your entire practice is considering adding telemedicine services, each provider and the corporation will need to add the necessary coverage to start seeing patients remotely. Our next tip is to seek out a carrier that can accommodate multiple states. Telemedicine patients are often in different locations than the treating physician, a different city, state, or even country. Consider your scope of practice and what areas you plan to provide services in, and then work with your malpractice insurance agent to find coverage with a company that can accommodate multiple states. Many carriers have national reach, or at least large regional territories, so talk to your agent to find the coverage solution that will grow with you as your telemedicine practice expands. Be considerate of licensing requirements and know that you'll need to be licensed in each of the states that you want coverage for with your telemedicine work. Our third tip today is to make sure your malpractice policy limits are sufficient, Since telemedicine providers often need coverage for multiple states, it's important to know what malpractice limits are appropriate in each area. Some states have patient compensation funds or other programs that will require specific enrollment, and their limit structures are slightly different. For example, if you're a radiologist in Ohio and you're going to start doing reads for a facility in Indiana, you'll want to enroll in the Indiana Patient Compensation Fund to ensure that you're protected under the malpractice cap in the event that you're involved in a claim with an Indiana-based patient. Talk to a knowledgeable malpractice insurance agent to determine what level of coverage is appropriate to carry in each state. The fourth tip for telemedicine providers is consider the policy form that's right for you. When considering the type of malpractice insurance coverage that's right for your telemedicine practice, be cognizant of tail insurance or other hidden costs that might affect you. As you start and stop contracts in various parts of the country, your malpractice insurance can be impacted in different ways. Here's an example. Let's say we have a radiologist that physically resides in Dallas, Texas. He has contracts with four other facilities, one in Grand Rapids, Michigan, one in Omaha, Nebraska, one in Salt Lake City, Utah, and one in Miami, Florida. Plus he does a few cases locally in Dallas. When the carrier prices the malpractice coverage for this radiologist, they will look at the premiums in each of the areas. Let's say the price for radiology coverage in Dallas is $16,000. Grand Rapids is $15,000, Omaha $10,000, Salt Lake City $12,000, in Miami is $30,000. The underwriter will then look at the percent of practice in each of those locations. So let's say he's spending 10% of his time in Dallas, 10% in Grand Rapids, 20% in Omaha, 25% in Salt Lake City, and 35% in Miami. To come up with the price, the underwriter is going to blend the premiums based on the rate and the percent of practice to come up with a total. Then they'll issue one policy to our radiologist for coverage in all five areas. So for our hypothetical radiologist today, let's assume the price for him or her is $30,000. If the radiologist adds or removes locations, the underwriter will adjust the pricing accordingly. But if the radiologist has a claims-made policy, there may be instances when the risk changes so significantly that the underwriter requires him to buy tail insurance. If, for example, our radiologist friend stops working in Miami completely, the underwriter might make him buy tail insurance to close out that exposure. Occurrence coverage, although a little more expensive, is often a good solution for telemedicine policies since it provides more flexibility and no tail insurance. If our radiologist would have had occurrence coverage, he could add or remove locations with no worry of tail insurance. So keep this in mind as you talk to your agent about the states that you want to work in and plan accordingly. Our last tip is to seek out risk management education that is unique to the discipline of telemedicine. Telemedicine presents some unique risks that require education and ongoing compliance. At every step of the virtual healthcare process, adverse events might occur, including diagnostic errors, technical glitches, state-specific legal intricacies, and patient-client privacy and security violations. Most of the malpractice insurance carriers that specialize in telemedicine coverage offer courses to help providers learn how to reduce risk in their practice, but there are excellent outside resources as well. If you are considering adding telemedicine to your practice, or if you're already doing telemedicine, be sure to proactively seek out risk education and utilize the often free resources that are available to you. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. I hope you found this one helpful. If so, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review and be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.